0: and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Probstfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants, and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining. The mission of Two Mom is to Love is to support, encourage, empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us, subscribe, share, and follow. Welcome to our community. My guest today is Julie Johnson. Julie is an advocate for health fitness. Her story includes hormonal gut health and fertility struggles. Julie empowers other moms to be their own health advocate. Welcome, Julie. Thanks so much for being here on the show with us today. Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Julie. Julie. So, I recently, a few months ago, left the corporate world after 15 years just to pursue my passion, health and fitness, while dealing with my own hormonal imbalances, gut issues, fertility issues. And I knew there were so many other people out there going through what I'm going through, and it's just not talked about enough. So, I just figured, you know what, I'm going to take that leap of faith. And I want to bring more awareness to um, the struggles I had while fixing my own health and helping others along the way. We don't talk about those things. And I feel like it is
0: so much more common than we think. I am so glad that you're empowering others with that and sharing that with others.
1: It is, you know, and for the longest time, I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, something's wrong with me. You know, it's, you know, it Back in my younger self, it's, you know, embarrassing to talk about. It's not something you want to talk about. And then you do and you kind of get the runaround. And I've gotten so many different, "Well, do this and do this. There's nothing wrong with you. Come to find out there was. Mm. Um, You know, and a lot that I had could have been prevented had it had been caught earlier. That's why I just want to bring awareness to it and let women know that, you know, to be their own advocate and look into stuff. And, you know, if you think something's wrong, we know our own bodies. Um mm. Don't just take, there's nothing wrong. If, if you genuinely think there is.
0: Yes. That is so important because we do have to be our own advocates.
1: Well, and too, I feel like sometimes, you know, you go into these providers um and, and they cut you off. It's like, Oh, yeah. no, you know what? This is what you have. Just go take this and you'll be fine. Or, I remember once I went to, you know, a, my gynecologist, because I was like, you know, this is happening. I don't think this is normal. And he's like, you know, once you have a baby, it'll all clear up and it'll be fine. And, you know, back then, you don't know anybody. You're trusting that they know yeah. what they're talking about. So you kind of just ignore it and you learn to deal with it. That's mm. kind of what happened in my case.
0: Yeah. That's so frustrating. I mean, what, so if you don't mind sharing a little bit about like, what is it that you felt like you um, were told you had to deal with and how did you find answers in other ways, that, which
1: helped make you more of an advocate for yourself? My issue started probably about 10 years ago, I was having like lower pain, um, where my ovaries were mainly on the left side. And I saw doctor after doctor, and I'm like, this isn't normal, I can't stand up. And they're like, Oh, it's probably just a hernia, we'll do a CAT scan. Um, If it gets bad, just go to the ER. So that led me to the ER, which I found out I had a complex ovarian cyst. So that started my birth control journey for two years, because he was like, it's either that or I have to remove your ovary. And I was like, well, I want kids. So let's not do that. Um, And then, you know, years of just going through stuff that, you know, spotting in between periods and just stuff that I knew that wasn't normal. And I would go to different doctors and they're like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. They're like, it's just normal part of womanhood. And I, about a year ago, I finally found everyone recommended this reproductive endocrinologist um, that I went to and he was like, you have a blocked tube. And I was like, whoa, how did I get that? And he had an idea, but he wouldn't tell me at the time. Um, So they did a laparoscopic uh, procedure and I was diagnosed with stage four endometriosis. Mm. Um, Luckily he was able to remove it all, but I also did have to have one of my fallopian tubes removed, which as someone who wants to be a mom, it's in your head, it's kind of like, well, now I only have like that 50% chance because, you know, you have to ovulate out of one egg, a specific egg, and you kind of never know which side you're ovulating on. So, you know, that's yeah. when, like, you know, if I can prevent even one person um, from going through this or catching it earlier, like that would be the greatest thing ever to me. I would definitely recommend every woman, especially in who wants to, you know, have a child and be a mom. Um, if you are having issues, see a reproductive endocrinologist, cause that was my mistake. I was referred for my gynecologist to a fertility clinic and at a fertility clinic, the one that I had went to, they just look at your blood levels, your AMH, your FSH, um, so if that all looks good and your tubes are cleared, you know, they do certain tests throughout your cycle. You you pass and it's like, "No, you're fine. It's just an unexplained infertility." And I feel like a lot of women get that a lot where a reproductive endocrinologist and that's who I switched to, who also specializes in fertility, kind of look at the whole picture. They're not just looking at AMH, FSH, stuff like that. They're deep diving into, "Okay, well, does the whole uterus look okay? Is it you know, tilted? Does it look like it has lesions on it and stuff like that? And that's eventually when I switched. I mean, the one who I see now, it was life-changing to me. Mm. Do you, when you were going through this, did you have a support
0: system or what would you recommend? Like if, um, you know, cause I feel like that, that is so hard um, to just be alone in, in that journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, luckily enough for me, I mean, I have a great support system. I have, you know, my family, um, and my boyfriend, but I think too, you know, if there's a spouse, you definitely, it's an emotional journey. I feel like anything with fertility, even through all the pain, it's more of an emotional journey than anything else. Um, so just having someone that, can they're not necessarily going to understand what you have been through unless you've been through it that's why I try to bring more awareness and meet with people who are going through the same thing as I where you can relate because there is a difference um but I feel having that support system that sometimes is just there because I mean after the surgery I'd feel great and then all of a sudden you know it's like those emotions hit because they just removed all this stuff so there's still that hormonal imbalance going on until it levels out and then it's you know can I have a kid can I not all these things go through your head and it's so hard people are like oh just don't stress or just just do this or just do this that's what I did and what works for one might not work for the other so I think just understanding that and having that knowledge and knowing that you know, more than likely that woman has tried everything she can, you know, so. Absolutely. it is important to have that support system. And I mean, I tell people who might not have that to reach out to people in their local community. I mean, Facebook has so many different groups you can follow now with, people going through their journeys that can relate, that can give you advice or tips and stuff like that on what they went through and experienced. Hmm.
0: Yes. And that is so important. And I'm glad you mentioned that about like, I feel like sometimes people just make comments that they don't realize the impact that they're making, like where it's like, yes, I I'm obviously working on these things. We're trying everything. We know these things. Um, And, like the crowd, essentially, not everyone in the crowd knows that. And so it is so important to, which I love about like these Facebook support groups and all that, because they get it, you know, like they get those emotions, they understand it. I, you know, obviously your, your um, trusted friends and family do as well, but there is something to be said about um, being in it with your community, with a community that understands that, um, that reminds me, I had, um, a guest a couple weeks ago, Erica Hoke. She, um, talks, she's like the infertile mom of four and she has a couple books out and she, um, she just released one and talking about like that community and the feelings of, cause it is such a lonely journey with infertility. I mean, motherhood in itself could be so lonely, but that fertility and infertility journey, is so exhausting. And it's something that we really need to shine a light on. And I'm so glad that Julie, you're doing that and empowering other women
1: for that. Yes, hopefully, hopefully, you know, and I think that community aspect is so important, mm-hmm. you know, especially having a spouse or significant other, um, you know, being a man, they're not always going to understand as a woman what you go through and you know we're created to create life and when someone's like you have all these roadblocks in the way it's it becomes devastating and you start questioning everything so i think it's so important just to focus on the present which is so hard sometimes to do because you want to look to the future and stuff but i feel like focusing on yourself and your health and your nutrition and sleep, like you said, um, it's so important. So you can at least have that comfort in knowing you're doing all that you can't, mm-hmm. you're what's in your control is in your control. As far as what you're putting into your body, are you working out? Um, and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. And you do, um, health coaching for nutrition and exercise. Is that
1: right? Yes. Yeah, so I partnered with body, um, which is formerly known as beach body. Um, and I joined them just because, you know, during the pandemic, we weren't able to work out, you know, and gyms were closed and stuff like that. So it was just an easy way to do workouts at home. But there's so many different programs designed. So there's something for everything, something for everyone. And, you know, it's a month long. There's 20 minute workouts for the busy mom. There's hour long workouts for people that like to, you know, do high intensity workouts, um, lifting. So I just truly believe in it and I've been using their products for 10 years and I'm like, you know, I really like the community and what it stands for because ultimately the focus is on personal development. Mm. You're not going to be good to anybody if you're not working on yourself, whether that's a mom, a wife, you know, Um, you have to take care of yourself first to be able to take care of everyone else around you. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like we talk a lot about if your cup is empty, you can't take care of others, and when we fill our own cup, then what overflows is is that caring for others, and we can't for- pour from an
1: empty cup. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And I I am glad you mentioned. I mean, I I feel like for exercise, for me at least, and it seems like so many studies show. I mean, we all know the benefits of exercise and all that, but from like the mental component. I, I, sometimes I don't want to work out and, and some days are obviously, you know, easier than others. But, um, I know when I do do it, it almost feels like with my brain, it takes a bath in new blood and, and, you know, studies show that that is like increasing blood flow to the brain and just my alertness, my mood. I love those aspects of it just as much as, um, you know, the, the physical benefits as well. I think it's just, you know, our bodies are designed to move and it really benefits all of us and our brain, our mood, our feelings, that is also part of the body. And when we physically, you know, work that out and exercise it and literally physically exercising it, but also practicing mindfulness and being in the present, all of that is kind of like a workout routine, or at least for me it
1: is. Well, yeah, and it helps with stress, working yeah. out, I always say is 100%. Well, I won't say 100%. I'm going to say 90% mental. Yeah. and 10% physical because you it all starts with your brain. How you feel about yourself, how, you know, what you think. Um it starts from your own thoughts. So, and it's hard. I've had those moments where it's like I don't want to work out and then you fall into that not working out forever and then you, you know, you feel crappy and it's like, okay, once you get back into it and it's baby steps, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You know, as women, sometimes we just, you know, we want to lose 20 pounds in a day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you didn't necessarily gain it that quick. It's not going to happen that fast, but it starts with your brain. And that's why I like, there's so many programs. I mean, 20 minute programs, some are four days a week, some are five days a week. And just how they talk and, you know, it's, there's mm-hmm. one that there's a one of my favorite quotes it's it's life is not happening to you it's happening for you sometimes we don't realize in that moment why it's like why did this happen to me and then down the road and it might not be right away it could be right away you're like oh you know what because of this i found this yeah so yeah i love that
0: life is not happening to you life is happening for you
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One of my favorites. (laughs) That's one of my favorites. And that's what I keep telling myself in certain situations. You know, There's a plan for all of us. It's not on our timing. It'll happen when it's meant to happen. And sometimes you just have to sit back and say, I can control what I can control and be the best version of me I can be. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be setbacks and stuff like that, but it's what you choose to do the next day. Yeah. Um, that's going to change your thinking and your life for the better. I mm. think just nutrition alone can make a huge difference. You know, for people that are just starting out, I always say start yeah. with nutrition and just walk, just mm. get in a 20 minute walk a day. It's those baby steps. And then eventually once you start feeling better, then it's like, okay, now what can I do? You I know, yeah. Work on one thing first. I think sometimes, and you know, I've done yeah. this where it's like, okay, I need to do everything. I need to work out today. I need to work out for an hour. I need to, you know, not eat this, 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 and this. And then, you know, after a couple of days, you're just kind of like, okay, this is not going to work, work. And then you fall <laughs> back down that hole. So it's like, just focus on one thing first mm. and know that it's not how quick you can get to the finish line. It's just, it's a, pro- it's a process. Um, but ultimately it becomes a habit and, you know, it's just a feeling good about yourself. I always say it's more important what you feel on the inside than what you look like on the outside. We all obviously want to look our best, but if we're not feeling our best, it doesn't matter what you look like. Mm. You're not, you know, you have to take care of that internal and your mental health.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And, and those baby steps are so important. Like you really can't like do everything. Like you can't run a marathon overnight and you can't, you know, like even like I get overwhelmed when I look at my to-do list and there's too many things on there. It's like, I just have to focus on one thing at a time. I, if I focus on too much, then it just, it gets to be too overwhelming. And so yeah, just keep at it. And just keep at it. I know for me, I last year um, decided what can motivate me, for, like for what well, this is um, with running in particular. I, I had a goal to start running more, but doing it in a way that I wasn't like completely messing up my knees because last time I did it, I kind of messed up my knees. So I'm like, well, let me run, but also do other you know strength training. So how am I going to do that? And what I decided to do. Was sign up for a half marathon in a neat place, like an in place I wanted to go visit. Um, Mm -hmm. So I signed up for uh, Sedona, a Sedona half marathon. And like, I'm like, this, I'm probably crazy for this. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I have three young kids. Like, I just don't know why I'm doing this. But I know it'll motivate me to train in the wintertime and to run in the snow thinking about being in the desert doing this. And you know what? It was like, an amazing experience. Like I'm so glad I did it. Like it was the coolest thing ever. It's something that like I'll remember, you know, for a long time. And I know everyone, their life stage may not, you know, it depends on what your life stage is and what your values are, whatever that is. Like whatever that reward is for you. Like to think of, you know, I think that that can help maybe sometimes get you over that hurdle. I know for me, like knowing that I like adventure and exploring I'm like okay how can I incorporate both and maybe maybe you don't like doing that but whatever it is you like to do try to kind of incorporate that into it to make it more fun um if that makes
1: sense yeah no I love that I I always I you know and I do this myself and I tell other people because I'll have accountability groups each month mm. because I feel like you're more inclined to show up Um, when there's other people doing it with you versus it's so easy to get out of bed and be like, you know what, I'm just not going to work out today or I'm just going to eat this. No one's going to know. Um, but it's remembering your why, remembering why you're doing it or having that goal like yours with Sedona, you know, um, Mm. which you have, you have your eyes set on that finish line. It's like, this is what I'm working towards. So it makes it easier and it makes it more fun in the process because that's, that's what it's all about yeah yeah making it
0: fun yeah because life life doesn't have to be as serious a lot of times as we make it like it can be fun and we're supposed to play like we're supposed to have fun and I think adults as adults we forget that sometimes and get wrapped up in in
1: life and you know it's yeah there has to be that balance
0: yeah now, talk with us a little bit. I know we had mentioned uh, for a second nutrition, but um, what in particular, what helps you? Um, that's something I need to work on, I, I think, um, when I actually sit down and make a food diary of what I've had over the past couple of days. Uh. Like, oh, it's not as good as in my mind what I think it is. <laughs> so <laughs> is there any techniques that you would recommend
1: to help with that? I So I meal prep. And most of the time when I go grocery shopping, I buy fresh food because I notice a lot of times for me personally, when I buy frozen food, it can sit there. I know it's going to be fine if I want to use it in three, six months. So I try and buy fresh food and I'll meal prep on Sundays. So I have, you know, whatever that may be, meats, a protein, a vegetable, a starch, um, snacks. I just signed up for Thrive Market, which I love because it just is so so convenient if I can't get out to the grocery store. But um, I feel like just meal prepping to where if you're hungry, you have something just to grab because a lot of times that's what it is. You want something that's convenient. So if you already have it prepared, you're more likely to stay on track with your nutrition goals than just, you know, stop somewhere along the way. Because most of the time, if you're going to stop and get something, it's going to be fast food. And even if it's not the, you know, McDonald's, it could be Panera. It's still not high quality food. And we only have one body. So I say, take care of it now. You know, I look at people older and, and I've talked to so many people and they're like, Oh, I wish, you know, back then I did this, or I wish I didn't do that. You know, Mm. sometimes we just want to feel good. So we eat out of emotion, especially for women. Um, and we don't think about the repercussions that it can have later on in life until something happens and then by that time you know you kind of have to figure that out so but I think meal prepping is key just having a variety of foods and just stuff that you can snack on I I love chomps um and like you know pistachios like if I just want a quick snack that's something I'll just grab a handful of that and it's sometimes just to eat it's just satisfying yourself with eating um it's not necessarily that you're hungry it's just you want something So sometimes that just does the trick.
0: Yeah. Those are great ideas. I, I, um, for meal prepping, do you, are there like certain, I don't know, I guess for me, I think I need to make it a bit easier in my mind. Like maybe I need, like, would it help for me to like go get containers or get on like, you know, on Amazon or something like, meal prepping containers to start or to, I guess, like, how do I start? What's the baby step with
1: that? Um, The first step? I think what you just said, I think making the thought about doing it fun. So Amazon is a great way, you know, to buy containers with me with my hormonal stuff. I bought glass containers because I try Mm. not to store anything in plastic. Mm. If you do, it's totally fine. But it Plastic can be a hormone disruptor, um, but buying containers and then I label them like these are going to be for my proteins. These are going to be for my, um, you know, my vegetables. This is my fruit and just kind of, I'm the type of person that can eat the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Although I've learned in my, the last year of really diving into this, that that's not good because that's how we develop food intolerances. Um, so you know, I just have okay, well, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm gonna make a smoothie for breakfast. So I already have that stuff. Um, but I think buying the containers and then keeping it simple. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I cook with an instant pot and an air fryer. That is it. So cleanup is easy. I don't have a hundred pots and pans to wash. Mm. You know, I'll just go out and buy like a, uh those squash. So big, put it in the instant pot for like 15 minutes and I'll scrape it up and make spaghetti squash. And now I have that. It'll last a week. So whenever mm. I want that, I can just throw that in a bowl, top it with some chicken, um, some sauce. And that, that's a meal right there. I
0: need to have a variety with what it is. So if I meal plan, like you're saying, or meal prep, like okay, if I have this chicken, like what can, there's a couple items I can do with this chicken and how can I, you know, incorporate it throughout the week, but in a slightly different way or making it more fun or maybe having like a taco night or something, chicken taco. I don't know. Like just, I'm just thinking out loud here of what kind of stuff could help me. But I think, yeah, the first step is prepping and and doing, yeah, making, Making
1: it fun. Well doing those things. And it is. Like, you know, I'm I'm always Taco Tuesdays. So it's like if you have chicken that you're meal prepping for the week, you can have Taco Tuesdays. I mean, they have you know, I love the Siete brand because it's just a clean brand. Mm -hmm. There's no crap in it. Um, but you can make tacos that night. The next night, like with the spaghetti squash idea, the next night you can put it on top of a bed of rice and Mm. Um, with some vegetables and kind of make a stir fry. So there's so many things that you can do. And I just think it all stems from just buying a bunch of vegetables that you like, cooking them so you have them, and then you kind of can just mix and match. And I mean, that even comes to dessert. Last month, we had a, mo- a dessert challenge where it's like, eat dessert every single day. Mm. Most <laughs> of the time on diets, you're not going to hear that. But <laughs> like our I like dessert that is... is with right because we all have that sweet tooth I don't everyone is going to want something at some point so it's but what are you eating in those moments
0: I like how like you're saying like the the dessert challenge like you're more intentional about it because yeah I can like crush a dessert challenge for sure (laughs) but when I am like more intentional about how, where am I getting these desserts from or what, how am I going about doing it? Like, I don't know, even like the smells sometimes can help me. Like if I just smell like peanut butter, right? you know, that can help right? with that. Like I'll just put like a couple of chocolate chips with peanut butter, but not put a lot of peanut butter in there and like, just try to get that sensation, um, or be more mindful, I guess of it. But um, that's where also being mindful of the stress eating, because I could eat, you know, if I, I, I can go back and forth between eating too much when I'm stressed or not enough when I'm stressed. And then, but eating not enough will then usually backfire and I'll like get
1: uh-huh. too hungry
0: and then just eat a bunch of crap. <laughs> you
1: just eat everything.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but those are all great tips. So, Julie, how can our listeners find you or learn more information about
1: you? Um, if they want to reach out to me directly, you can reach out to me at juliejwellness at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, which is juliejohnson22 and then Facebook, Julie Johnson. So any of those places, um, I know I have the most common name or one of the most common names. So I would say email is the best. Uh, I check it throughout the day. Um. Yeah, and we're starting a new group, our December fourth, an accountability group, and it's going to have that dessert challenge in there, and it's just mm. moving your body twenty minutes a day. Um, and we kind of all just connect on Facebook. People will throw out different recipe ideas, like, "Oh, I tried this." You guys have to try this, and it's just a way to stay motivated and um, you know have like-minded individuals. You know, the busy mom or um, just being on that journey with you.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that accountability. And uh, it's it's so important having a group uh, of people that can push you forward. And I love all of that. Um, so Julie, I will put all of the information that you shared on the show notes so our listeners can easily access all of that. Julie, what would you say as we wrap up for our listeners? What is something that you would like to leave for our listeners?
1: I would say, you know, more recently, I've learned that personal development is really what will set you up for success. We're in such a crazy time right now in our world. And um, I think focusing on yourself, but like you said, pouring into you, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, my biggest thing that I have done is, and I think, what just Americans in general have the habit of when you wake up, the first thing we do is grab our phones. Um, mm. You know, I think just trying to break that habit and focusing on, you know, getting the kids to school or whatnot. But when you come home from that, taking, even if it's just 10, 20 minutes to focus on yourself, whether that's reading a book, journaling, um, writing, you know, the three, Goals you have for the day that you really need to get accomplished. And I feel like once you have that written out, it kind of sets the tone for the whole day. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I love that idea. I sometimes have to put my phone in another room in the morning. So, <laughs> so I, don't get I know distracted. I'm so guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, but it is. It is so helpful when we set the day out with those intentions in mind.
1: Right. Yeah. But I think just pouring into yourself first so you can be, you know, good for everybody else is probably the biggest thing that I have learned to do or been trying to do, I should say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Practicing being good to yourself. Yeah. Having that self-compassion. Pouring, filling your cup, however that may be.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today. And I really feel like our listeners are going to gain so much information and knowledge. I feel like I can talk with you all day about all of your ideas and tips. So I definitely want to check out all the resources that you have.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Have a wonderful day, everybody.